Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 23rd of December, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. I wish we didn't have to lead off with COVID again, but with more than 9,000 daily infections, I'm afraid we have to. On Tuesday, the 21st, Argentina reported its highest number of infections in a single day since August of this year, and those numbers may soar over the holiday season. Most of these cases are related to the Delta strain, as the Omicron variant has been detected only in a few individuals. The main outbreak of this strain is now in Córdoba province. In general, the province of Corrientes saw the highest increase in cases at 63% over the last 14 days. Fortunately, fatalities and occupancy of intensive care units have remained low, the latter at 35% nationwide. Whether due to vaccination efforts or the natural evolution of the virus, it seems that, although this variant may be more contagious, it's also posing a smaller threat. However, in response to this sudden increase, Health Minister Carla Visotti called all citizens and residents to take up the offer of a booster shot. If you have the chance to do that, that is, if you've received your second shot at least five months ago, we strongly recommend it. If you're planning to travel to Argentina in the immediate future, don't stress. Tourists are still welcome in the country, although direct flights from Africa have been suspended. Whether you're entering by land, sea, or air, the requirements are the same. Proof of vaccination for people over 18 years of age, a negative PCR test taken less than 72 hours prior to departure, health care insurance, and an affidavit that you must fill in before arrival. Remember that if you are traveling by plane, you will need to know your seat number to fill in the affidavit. So, you may have to do so after you check in at the airport or online. If you've been fully vaccinated, you don't need to get a second PCR test when you've arrived in the country. You can immediately start traveling around Argentina. And when it comes to moving between provinces, each one has its own requirements. So, I recommend checking individually. And while some planes are landing at Ezeza International Airport, Others are taking off as Argentina keeps donating COVID-19 vaccines to other countries. This week, the health ministry confirmed that the government will donate one million to Bolivia. This represents the largest donation yet between two nations in South America. So far, Argentina has sent almost two million doses to Angola, Kenya, Mozambique, Vietnam, Barbados, and the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States. Speaking of international relations, the Canadian company London Mining has agreed to acquire Jose Maria Resources, a copper and gold project in San Juan province, for around 480 million U.S. dollars. Production is expected to start in five years, and investors are optimistic about copper's prospects due to its key role in global decarbonization. Also in relation to new ventures, Argentina, Brazil, and Paraguay have agreed to review the Mercosur common external tariffs, but without Uruguay's green light. As you may recall from previous episodes, 
Uruguay wants a cut in tariffs and the liberalization of bilateral negotiations with third countries, as well as free trade agreement with China. The rest of the countries in the bloc, especially Argentina, are not willing to be that flexible, and Uruguay is not one to give in either. All in all, Mercosur is cumulatively the world's fifth largest economy, so the interest coming from China and countries in the European Union, such as France and Germany, is easy to understand, but so is the desire of countries like Uruguay to operate individually. The Brazilian government, however, did make its own decision in November when it announced it would temporarily reduce import tariffs by 10% to contain inflation. On that note about putting the brakes on inflation, Argentina is limiting exports of corn and wheat. The aim is to stop exporters from registering shipments that would affect domestic supplies and make sure Argentines have what they need for their own consumption. A quick note, Argentina is the world's third biggest corn exporter and a top supplier of wheat, so a measure like this may have a ripple effect on global agriculture markets. So far, various local farm groups have rejected the measure, as they claim you don't encourage a nation's production by limiting it. Speaking of rejection, President Fernandez's administration suffered a blow on Friday the 17th as the 2022 budget bill was rejected in Congress. The proposal was questioned due to most lawmakers' belief that the economy minister, Martin Guzman, is painting an idyllic scenario of growth and low inflation, ignoring the critical situation the country is going through with a fiscal deficit it cannot finance and an inflation rate that keeps soaring. This doesn't seem relevant to the economy minister, who nonetheless confirmed that the government will extend the current budget via decree. However, this offers a glimpse into how hard the next two years will be for the government when it comes to approving bills in Congress, now that they've lost the majority. Naturally, the fiasco became a topic of discussion later that day when President Fernandez met with the International Monetary Fund Managing Director, Kristalina Georgieva. The president said on Twitter that they both recognize the problem that the rejected budget presents, but committed to continue working on materializing an agreement that won't compromise economic recovery and progress. Since we're on the topic of progress, the government has extended the Becas Progressor, a scholarship program for youngsters between the ages of 16 and 24. The program is for both Argentines and legal residents of the country in need of financial assistance to complete their primary and secondary school studies or higher education. In the case of undergraduate degrees, the age limit extends to 30 years. To access the Progressar Scholarship, you must have been a legal resident for at least two years prior to the application and have proof of attendance to a public education center. Young people are excluded if the sum of their income and that of their family group exceeds three minimum wages, regardless of the composition of the family group. But let's go back to Congress for a minute. In a surprising turn of events, the lower house approved a bill that could save some 400,000 people from paying the personal assets tax, also known as the wealth tax. 
The bill still needs the Senate's approval, but it would raise the non-taxable minimum from 2 million pesos to 6 million pesos, with an annual update according to the inflation rate. That said, it also includes an increase in the maximum rate for property outside the country. It approved those with assets valued at 18 million pesos or more would pay a 2.25% rate, which is currently at 1.25%. The reason why this came as a surprise is that most specialists anticipated that the project would add these increases in the rate for assets outside the country, but not in the non-taxable minimum for local assets. In other news, Chile has finally elected a new president. The leftist, Gabriel Boric, who is only 35 years old, led with more than 55% of ballots, much more than anticipated, and the far-right lawyer, José Antonio Cast, had to concede the presidency. Argentina's ambassador to Chile is probably elated with the news, as he had made the headlines a few weeks ago for accusing Cast of xenophobia. For Chileans, the choice between the two candidates was tough, as many were wary of Boric's political alliance with the Communist Party, but also rejected Cast's anti-same-sex marriage and anti-abortion ideologies. Before we go, we have good news for all football fans out there. The date for the much-anticipated clash between the champions of Europe and South America has been confirmed. Italy will face Argentina on the 1st of June in London, a match that is now part of a renewed memorandum of understanding between UEFA and CONMEBOL, which are looking to work more closely together. Also, the match is a great way for players to warm up and get fans fired up in the lead-up to the World Cup. In Argentina, it's typically very hot on Christmas Day, but we've got the best solution to keep away from the heat. Talk about Rorschach at dinner. Well, it might not help with the heat, but it will shut up your drunk uncle. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. (laughs) 